If you are looking for even more help and guidance on your breakup, I have a few different options for you to take your healing to the next level. I have four different online courses depending on what stage of the breakup that you're in from beginning all the way into moving on after heartbreak, or you can bundle all of my courses together and use the code podcast to get $25 off my course bundle. I also have my 30 day no contact challenge to help hold you accountable in going no contact with your ex. And we have our free Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with other people going through breakups all over the world. To learn more about any of these resources, head to the show notes where you can learn more about my courses, take the quiz to figure out which course is best for you, or join the Facebook group. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST to get $25 off my course bundle. Welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast with your host, Breakup Bestie, aka me, Kendra. Breakups are hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Each week, I will be taking you through a different topic as it relates to breaking up, healing from heartbreak, growing in your single life, dating, and getting back into happier and healthier relationships. The goal of this show is to provide support, hope, tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. Welcome back. Well, actually, I should say welcome to January 2023. We are in the year 2023, which is so wild because I started this podcast back in 2020. So I guess in a few months, we will be celebrating the three-year anniversary of this podcast. So thank you for being a listener. I hope New Year's Eve wasn't too bad, particularly New Year's Eve. I know we talk a lot about Christmas, but New Year's Eve to me always seems like a really hard one. So if you're coming off of that, that's okay too. New Year's Eve is a lot more of like a couple holiday, I believe. Christmas, it's like you're around your family. New Year's Eve can be really tough. So Anyways, today's topic, it's really talking about like the momentum of healing from heartbreak. So this topic came about because I had posted a reel last month about why does your ex randomly reach out to you? And that kind of got the conversation going of why is it so hard when you get a message from your ex? And mind you, right when you get a message from your ex. It feels good. You get like the butterflies, the rush. It feels really good. But then there's always like the come down of hearing from your ex. And then I get a lot of messages like, it feels like I'm back at square one. So anyways, we start talking about that and I'm having some conversations and DMs. And what I ultimately ended up realizing is we end up gaining some sort of momentum when we're going through a breakup. And for thinking about this like concept of momentum, which obviously I am no uh, physicist here, but momentum can be hard to start. Let's say, you know, we're you're riding a bike, it takes a few hard strokes to get going. But once you get going, it's a lot easier. So, you know, that happens when we're we're moving on from a breakup. And then things are going to happen that that stop your momentum. And Again, you're going to have to like it stops you dead in your tracks or it slows you down pretty significantly. And then you kind of have to like you have to do those like tough pedal strokes again to get moving again. So that's kind of the concept that I wanted to to talk about today. And then someone also had said like 
they said, I identify with that that analogy so much of the momentum. They said, like, it feels like I've been like in a yo-yo, which that when they said that, I was like, that really struck me because that is what happens. It, we say it in so many different ways. I, you know, I've talked about the emotional roller coaster on here. The emotional roller coaster, the yo-yo, we get momentum, but no matter what, we're taking steps forward, we're taking steps back. So just we're going to talk all about that today. So I think the important thing to realize here is my a mentor of mine, Amy Jo Martin, she always says up and to the right. So if we're looking at your healing on a graph, if you can imagine the graph we have a line going up and then we have a line that goes down and then we have a line that goes up and then it goes back down. So it's there's a lot of ups, there's a lot of downs, but if you take, you know, a 30,000 foot view of that graph, hopefully, and I would assume for most of you, we're going to see general trend of going up and to the right, meaning you're getting better, you're improving, you're well-being in all sense of the word is increasing and we're moving to the right which means we are moving forward away from the breakup away from the relationship we are learning how to live without our ex we're adjusting to a new norm that is the general trend that we're going to see but it is important to say like there are going to be those downs and those downs feel really intense and those downs feel like maybe you've hit a brick wall and it feels like oh my God, I'm stuck. I'm never going to be able to get out of this. So we're going to go through a lot of those kinds of things when going through a breakup, but they're just like, they're just minor obstacles. So, but when we're talking about like this concept of of a yo-yo, of feeling better and then feeling worse, if you think about like your day-to-day life, there are going to be dozens of things, especially in the beginning. There are dozens of things that are going to trigger you, that are going to remind you of your ex, that are going to make you feel sad. It could be the smallest thing. It could be this huge thing. But you don't have control over that, unfortunately. Like, we can't control every song that we hear. In my first aid kit course, we talk a lot about, like, control, what you can control in terms of media you're consuming, content you're consuming. But we don't have the power to block ourselves off from every single thing that would remind you of your ex. So. That's what we cannot control. But there are quite a few things that you can control. And there are a lot of like, let's say like self-induced ways that we take ourselves down and we break our own momentum. There are a lot of ways that we do that. And what do those look like? Those look like looking at your ex's social media. It's a huge one. So let's do like a hypothetical example here. Let's say you were blindsided from a breakup. The rug was completely ripped out from underneath you. You felt paralyzed. It was tough for you to get up to go to work the next day. You were, you know, crying every day. It felt like impossible to even talk about the breakup. You know, you didn't work out for weeks. You fell behind on work. Just all the things that happened, all the very normal things that happen post-breakup. But slowly but surely, you get up and you hop on your Peloton for 20 minutes. You start catching up on your work stuff. You're able to talk about the breakup without crying. So we make these little things. That's how our momentum starts. So we get momentum. We're like, okay, maybe I can do this. This is getting easier. It's getting easier. I'm not having to take these like really heavy pedal strokes on my bike. I'm just kind of coasting. And then 
one day you're like, I should check their social media. And you check and you see a new person has commented on their last Instagram post. Like, boom, hit a brick wall, went totally downhill. And all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, it feels like I'm back in the beginning again. What Like, I just did all this work to get moving and moving forward. And now it feels like I'm back at, at day one. Like, I'm debilitated. All I can do is think about my ex. You know, while it's so normal to check your ex's social media, and I pretty much can guarantee that like everyone listening to this podcast has done it, I just want to explain to you why it can feel so jarring when you see it and why it feels so destructive. Because it does, it kind of like, you know, imagine you're just riding your bike and then all of a sudden someone puts a building in front of you and you just hit it and you fall down. That's what can happen. Same thing can happen when you get a message from your ex. You're like going about your day. You're starting to like think about, you know, life without your ex. And then all of a sudden you look down at your phone and it's like, oh my God, they messaged me. And it feels like a punch to the stomach. It feels like a slap to the face. Like, and it, it literally is because you're starting to move forward and then all of a sudden, boom. So obviously you can't, control your ex not texting you unless you blocked them which is always an option you know you can't necessarily control that but you can control when you reach out to them you can control when you're looking at their social media i talked about it in earlier episodes it's like this idea of would call it like emotional cutting where you're kind of self-inflicting these wounds on you by looking back at your guys's text messages basically you're putting yourself back in the position of going through the breakup all over again. So I'm just sticking with the bike example here. It's going to knock you off your bike. It's going to knock you off your bike. You're going to have to like kind of reassess, dust yourself off, climb back on the bike, and then start doing those kind of tough pedal strokes to to get moving again. Are you looking for a guilt-free way to unwind? Between balancing your breakup, work, and just functioning in your day-to-day life, I know you are under a lot of stress. Breakups mess with your nervous system, cause obsessive thoughts, and make it so hard to just sit with yourself. This is why it's so important to have rituals that allow you to treat yourself in a healthy way. And this is why I love Recess Mood, a sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like stress-balancing adaptogens and mood-lifting magnesium. Life has been very full and stressful for me lately, and as someone who hasn't had alcohol in a 11 years, I need something that helps me relax and that can bring me a moment of peace. Lately, my favorite way to do that is sitting on the couch after I put my kids to bed and having either the strawberry rose or the lime recess mood. They not only make me feel good, but they also taste incredible too. So whether you're looking for a healthier alternative to alcohol or a way to make you feel more balanced, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash heartbreak and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. So yes, while I will always advocate against doing things that will knock you off your healing bike, I'm also telling you I know that everyone's going to do it and that's okay too. As I said in the episode last month, like, always cut yourself slack on that kind of stuff. I want to give a better explanation as to why you feel the way you feel when you do have that kind of a setback. Obviously, the more extreme version of that, let's say like the most extreme version of that is you're healing, you reach out to your ex, you guys hang out, one thing leads to another, which this is like another thing that I feel like it's not necessarily related, but sometimes I will see messages of people who will say, I saw my ex, we hung out, and I can't believe it, but we ended up sleeping together. It's most likely going to happen, especially if you're in a situation where 
you have your ex come over or something like that. Like, yeah, it's someone that you slept with for a long time. So if you guys put yourself together, like it's probably going to happen. So let's say that does happen and you wake up the next day and the worst of like, oh, we're broken up, that nothing changed, but I had this huge emotional spike, this huge chemical spike of all the things of remembering why I love my ex and why I miss my ex. And it's like, okay, I was knocked off my bike and I had to lay on the ground there for a little while. That can be like the most extreme version of that. So yeah, there's a lot going on as to why you feel so down and so and it feels like you're back at at square one from going through that because you're going back to the point of having to go through the realization of being broken up all over again. The beauty of healing, you guys always hear the quote of healing is not linear. It's not a lot of ups and downs. Some things are within our control. Some things are without our control. But the cool thing is you have muscle memory. So you've been through this before. You've been through the beginning of the breakup before. You learned how to make yourself feel better. You learned some self-soothing techniques. You learned which friends you can go to to make you feel better. You learned how to spend your weekends when you're feeling really lonely. So you didn't forget all that stuff. All that stuff is still very much within you. You've done a lot of the hard work already. Yeah, it's there's probably going to be like a couple, I don't know, it depends on like what knocked you down or what your quote unquote setback is, but it might take a couple days or if, you know, you ended up sleeping with your ex, like it could take a couple weeks to get back on track, but you will be back on track. You will get there and it will take you a lot less time to start feeling okay again than it did in the beginning. And that's the beauty of it. A lot of breaking up is, and healing from a breakup more specifically, is learning. Learning what works for you. Learning what doesn't work for you. I could tell you, and and this happens, I hear this all the time. This happens, I can tell you till I'm literally blue in the face that you shouldn't contact your ex, but some people are just gonna have to learn that lesson on their own. And that's okay. Like there have been times in my coaching sessions where I'm like, Maybe you need to figure this out like by doing it. Maybe you need to realize that you and your ex are really over. Sometimes people have to learn that way. My goal is to provide insight and stories of other people's experiences so you don't have to learn that hard lesson on your own. But sometimes we do. And we have to learn what works for us, what doesn't work for us. My AA sponsor would always say, how's that working out? Like, okay, I keep hanging out with my ex and every time they leave, I'm sobbing and I call her and she said, okay, how is this working out for you? And I'm like, it's working out incredibly poorly. Thank you for asking. So it's like, okay, we're going to make adjustments. And the cool thing is you don't have to be completely knocked over in your momentum to make adjustments. It's like, okay, this week is feeling really difficult because the holidays are coming up. So I'm going to turn down the resistance on my bike and do things to make this, you know, this week a little bit easier. Okay, my really latching onto this analogy and, and making things up as I go here, but my left knee is hurting really bad when I'm riding this bike. So I'm realizing that it's really hard for me to be following my ex's mom on Instagram. So I'm going to stop following her. I'm going to make that adjustment as I go instead of maybe waiting until their mom posts some big update about my ex. So we can learn, not only can we 
get back up if we've been seriously knocked down and get back into position where we're feeling better a lot quicker than we did in the beginning. But we can also make adjustments as we're going. And the more you fine tune your healing as you're going, the more momentum you're going to gain. It's like, okay, we're going to make ourselves like more aerodynamic. We're going to make ourselves more efficient in this. And the more you do this, the easier this is all going to feel and the less resistance you're going to feel, the less tired you're going to feel, you're going to build endurance, you're going to build new muscles that you've never had before. Like all that stuff is going to happen until it gets to the point where healing's on autopilot. You're not doing anything differently to survive a day after going through a breakup. You're just living your life. And yes, you're going to have memories flash and you're, you know, someone's going to say something that's going to remind you of your ex and that's okay, but it's going to be like just the tiniest little blip in your day instead of completely knocking you on your ass. So just know that you will get to that point. I think the point of this episode is to realize that you're going to fall down a lot. Try not to do things within your control that are going to make you feel terrible. That's, you know, a big thing here and and knock you down. But just know you can always get get back up and you can always fine tune. And I think the more as time goes on, you'll really learn what's working for you and what's not working for you. But the worst thing that you can do and and when people say like, are there people who never get over their breakups? And I will say, yeah, there are. But the only people those are are people who just decide like I'm not even getting on the bike I'm just gonna sit here I'm just gonna sit here and not do anything I'm gonna sit here and wait for my ex to maybe come back maybe not but I'm done I'm not I don't want to move forward those are the people that don't get over their breakup and if you'll say to me like well I don't really want to get over my breakup that's okay you don't have to want to get over your breakup to get on the bike you can still pedal even though You don't want to move forward, even though you're still hoping your ex comes back. But as long as you're taking like a pedal stroke every so often, you are moving forward and your thoughts will start changing around it. And if we're, you know, sticking with the analogy of like exercising these new muscles, yeah, you're going to be sore. Things are going to feel really difficult. When I started doing Pilates, I wanted to die. I did not want to be there. I'm still not good at it by any means, but like my muscles got stronger and it got easier and I started... And, you know, you get to a point where you look forward to exercising. So things are going to feel really difficult in the beginning as you start gaining momentum. But then you will get to a point where it is on autopilot. And not only will it not hurt, but you'll also get a lot of enjoyment out of it and start really reaping the benefits of that. So what turned into me starting talk about a yo-yo really just ended up me talking about this giant analogy of a breakup being a bike ride. I hope you guys identify with that. I like being able to, you know, break these kind of topics down. And I like being able to help you guys start to gain that momentum. But like whenever someone says, you know, we're pivotal in me getting over this breakup, what I always say is like, I'm really glad that I could be a small part of it. But like you did the work. So it's like I can my advice I'll get you moving on the bike, but then you take over and like you can do this. You got this. So yeah, that's today's episode. I hope everyone, if you are feeling down and off your bike or you recently fell off your bike, I hope you can get back on and try it again because it will be easier. It will get easier. And yeah, this too shall pass. So I will see you guys back here again next week. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends. 
If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your breakup bestie where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones, and the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise. 